Welcome to All Cats Are Gray in the Dark. I'm your host, April Simmons. This podcast contains true cases of graphic violent crimes and other stories of a dark nature. Please be advised that due to the subject matter and violent, sometimes sexual content and obscene language, this podcast is not for children or the faint of heart. Come in. One, two, three, four. Okay, it's recording. You know, Chuck dang darn. Hi, hi, hi. Yeah, we can actually text chat on the screen so that people don't all hear everything we have to say to each other <laughs> behind the scenes. But who does that? Uh, yeah, I know. We're just like, whatever. We'll just say it. Um, I guess it's my turn to do the next one. Oh, and welcome back because I think we're going to make this a separate episode. Not 100% decided on that, but yeah, let's see how long we ramble this time. Because last time we're like, let's just make this like uh, 40 minutes, and then like three hours later, (laughs) yeah, it's because at the end we started talking about time travel related stuff, and then it just kind of went forever. I think the actual episode was like 45 minutes and then the rest of it's just us talking about shit like Doctor Who. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, which we can still talk about that. We just got to limit our rambling. Yeah. Who does that? That's, yeah. that? that's definitely not a me or you thing. Yeah. <laughs> John Titor is a name or Titor. I don't know how to say it. A name used on several bulletin boards from 2000 to 2001 by a poster claiming to be a an American military time traveler from 2036. Titor made numerous vague and specific predictions regarding calamitous events in 2004 and beyond. I kind of wish I had included those. If I could find, maybe I couldn't find them. I'm not sure at this point. Yeah, because it's been weeks since I actually did this research so i have no idea (laughs) including a nuclear war none of which came true maybe it's still still coming who knows subsequent closer examination of titor's assertions provoked widespread skepticism inconsistencies in his explanations the uniform inaccuracy of his predictions and a private investigator's findings all led to the general impression that the entire episode was an elaborate hoax a 2009 investigation concluded that titor was likely the creation of larry haber a florida entertainment lawyer along with his brother maury a computer scientist in his online postings you can see more details along with the predictions he made on the Wikipedia page. So this one, like there's been several cases of things like this, but really though, like if they made predictions and things like that of events, like how do we know those predictions kept- on an alternate timeline or that they were stopped by, by yeah, the yeah, no, exactly. Like maybe that was their whole plan was to come back, sound a little bit crazy, but at the same time, stop the shit from happening. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Didn't stop coronavirus though. Motherfuckers. Oh, anyway, but so I, 
I guess that one's not true since they did say they tracked this, but they said it's likely the creation of that guy. So I guess they still don't technically have proof of who actually did it. Yeah. So. Yeah. And sometimes people can start something and then other people pick it back up. You know, like it just, you know, you never know with the internets, especially that far back. Uh, there's obviously going to be a little less of a way to track it at this point, but you know, it could have been people picking up and passing the torch, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, do you want to take this next one? This next one's the one that also really impressed me. It was one of my favorites of the stories. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. So this one's about Victor Goddard. Uh, RAF Air Marshal Sir Robert Victor Goddard was a senior commander during the Second World War, and during a flying mission in 1939, he believed he experienced what time travel buffs refer to as a time slip. He was flying over a disused Air Force base in the village of Drim, East Lothian, when he claimed to have seen it change before his very eyes. As he approached the airfield, the torrential rain abruptly changed to bright sunlight. When he looked down, he saw the airfield had been completely renovated and was now in use. There were mechanics in blue overalls walking around and four yellow planes parked on the runway. One of these was a model which, for all his aviation experience, he completely failed to recognize. The base at Drim was eventually resurfaced in 1939 and went on to become an air defense fighter unit for Edinburgh during the Second World War. Goddard's alleged time slip is made all the more believable by the fact that while RAF training planes were simply a silver aluminum color in 1935, they began to be painted in a distinctive yellow color soon after, and around the same time, the Air Force changed their mechanic overalls from tan to blue. So basically, the shit he saw same came true. Um, yeah, but and it was, and the fact that it was such a short time frame that this happened is also makes it more believable to me because it's not like he time traveled way into the future and knows yeah. or, or traveled way back in the past and saw some historic shit is just some really basic shit that happened and he was able to describe enough to make it believable yeah well and it and kind of like what we were just talking about in the last one like the things that these people described did we did they stop it from happening by telling us about these calamitous events? Could it be the same situation where they're like, oh, shit, a yellow plane sounds cool. And like, oh, man, blue overalls. Heck, yeah. Like, <laughs> did him talking about it, they're like, damn, that's, you know, that's a really good idea. Let's crank that bitch back up and change some colors and spiffiness and you know who knows I, I mean I don't know when he told people about it maybe he didn't tell anybody until after it had already changed but you know but yeah like you said it's something so simple and you know such a small bit of detail that it's like hmm what the heck did happen yeah um and so well, and it kind of goes back to what I was saying too like during the Second World War, obviously, that's a big energy, you know, such a big time period where a lot of things happened. And I feel like that's one of those, like, blips on the timeline that is really important. So is it, could it have been a, like a rip in reality because so many people try to time travel back to it? Is it because it's such a significant significant time period that it has a lot of energy that caused him to move to the future like i don't know like again it's one of those things i i don't know enough scientific bullshit to be able to say like 
some good words to explain what I'm trying to explain. But like, again, to me, it's a significant time period. Could it have had more time travel energy voodoo going on that caused it? Yeah. Watch out for those technical terms, guys. And the whole time, since I already knew this story from us reading it before and me doing the research, the whole time, just the second you said time slip, all I could think was, it's a bit of a time slip. (laughs) 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 Let's do the time warp again. Anyway, that's all I could think the entire time talking. (laughs) Yeah. That's how my brain works. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I mean, time slip. I mean, you know, it doesn't get used often. Yeah. And next we have Space Barbie, oh, which I fuck. think is complete bullshit. But if you please look up on Google Images, Space Barbie, you will either thank or hate me. I'm not sure which. <laughs> both. Why not both? I don't know. Space Barbie is Valeria Lukianova. The Ukrainian woman dubbed Human Barbie by the media does get plenty of attention because of her extreme looks. Her controversial comments to GQ magazine about finding children unacceptable and blaming race mixing for the degeneration of beauty standards definitely raised some eyebrows. And some of us can still move our foreheads. But these traveling viewpoints don't even begin to scratch the surface. In a Vice documentary produced last year, the 28-year-old is described as not a real girl at all, but a time-traveling spiritual guru whose purpose is to save the world from the clutches of superficiality and negative energy. In other words, Valeria dubbed Space Barbie. In this instance, explained that she came to Earth to help people to realize that it's necessary to move from the role of human consumer to human demigod. Looking like Barbie, she says, just makes the non-aliens more inclined to hear her message. This bitch crazy. (laughs) (laughs) This is one of the, like, usually if it has something to do with time travel, I'm like, please be real. Please be real. Because, like, we all want there to be more and being able to change the world or whatever. But this one, I'm like, please don't be real. Please don't be real. (laughs) I know, right? This is creepy. I just think it's ironic for her to be supposedly saving us from cl- from superficiality when she looks like a fucking Barbie. Yeah. Like, pff, what? <laughs> she just looks like either an alien or a basically plastic surgery accident, okay? Like, yeah. she just looks too weird for words. Please look up the picture. Just do it. Yeah. You may regret it, but still look it up anyway because it's interesting. Yeah. I, I don't think, she, I think she's full of shit. Yeah. But she really does look like an alien. So then it's like, mm, but I don't want her to be real. <laughs> yeah, I know. She's Agreed. just creepy. She's creepy. She's yeah. creepy, definitely. Anyway, you want to get to the next one? All right. Yay, I get a short one. All right. The hipster. The image was first made available to the public in 2004 when it was featured in the Barlorn Pioneer Museum's exhibit, Their Past Lives Here. The photograph was taken in 1941 at the reopening of the South Fork Bridge in Canada, and when the museum digitized and placed online the collection that included this picture in 2010, some internet users noted that a man in the photograph appeared to be dressed far too modern for 1940. This has been debunked. So... I already forgot which one this was. Was this the one where he looks like he's like looking down, staring at a phone or something? 
No, I think this is the one where he's just dressed oddly. He has like some sunglasses on and um, that look kind of modern. Yeah. Um, and he's wearing a hockey shirt, but it was a hockey team from back then. So that's why it's been debunked is because the sh- t-shirt that he was wearing was actually from that era. Yeah. Hmm. So that one's just completely debunked because they can explain away the stuff that he's wearing. So I just included it because it oh, is. Oh yeah. Really yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I have seen this one. He's, it looks like he's wearing like a hippie hoodie or something and sunglasses. Yeah. He definitely does look out of place, but who knows? He does, but people have explained it away. So I actually, it's just, I, I included it because it was a really popular one one that got passed around so i just included it for that reason yeah well hopefully during this time of chaos and a lot of people sitting at home doing stuff like i've seen a lot of people going through their pictures right now and posting like pictures of their family and things like that people need to be looking for creepy shit in their pictures all right like let's let's have an insurgence of like paranormal and time traveling people found in photographs all right (laughs) like i need this in my life (laughs) (laughs) anyway um, this next one's another one of my favorites just because of the possibilities behind it and kind of the conspiracy type of thing behind it. The chronovisor, it was allegedly a functional time viewer described by Father Francois Brune in his 2002 book, Le Nouveau Mystère du Vatican, The Vatican's New Mystery. Brune is the author of several books on the paranormal and religion in the book. Brune relates that the chronovisor was built by Pellegrino Arnetti, an Italian priest and scientist. Although Arnetti was a real person, the existence or functionality of the chronovisor has never been confirmed. Its alleged capabilities are strongly reminiscent of the fictional time viewer, which features in T.L. Shered's 1947 science science fiction novella E for Effort. The alleged assistant existence of the chronovisor has fueled a whole conspiracy whole series of conspiracy theories such as that the device was seized and is actually used by the vatican or by those who secretly control governments and their economies around the world that's as interesting especially right now yeah yeah no i like this one a lot this one um again reminds me of fringe uh you know when he's well his is like a window or more like a a visor to the alternate universe but i mean it's kind of this a similar concept anyway and i would feel a lot better about just being able to view a different time than people traveling through it and fucking it all up now i guess i'm okay with time travel working if it creates alternative timelines and not fucking up our own but at the same time like i still think that's all bad juju like how many timelines can we handle (laughs) like that's why the world's screwed up right now is that why everybody feels like the world has ended um is it because we've created too many timelines from time travel who knows yeah i guess it's the reason why it's believable to me is just because i can i mean who doesn't know that the vatican hides stuff i mean yeah like, i mean really <laughs> i mean Maybe they could to go the vinci code that shit. chronovisor out of there yeah and i mean just the fact that they cover up so much that goes yeah. on like you know child abuse and and things like that yeah that it's it just seems like yeah they probably would hide that from the world yeah so i guess it it seems sort of believable but i guess we'll probably never we'll probably never know but it does seem plausible to me um 
I think this is the one I was talking about. Yeah, that's the one you were talking about that looks like he's holding a phone. Yeah, so a photograph from 1943 of genuine authenticity showing a scene of holidaymakers on Toen Beach in New Quay, Cornwall, was uploaded to Twitter in November 2018 by multimedia artist Stuart Humphreys, which was alleged by some viewers to show a time traveler operating an anachronistic mobile device such as a phone. This tweet was picked up by news outlets, including a whole fuck ton of them. Fueled by media websites such as LAD Bible, it gained global coverage via news outlets in Russia and some other places. Amongst others, Humphreys, the original uploader, was quoted in these stories as dismissing the time travel theory, stating that the man in question was probably just rolling a cigarette. Uh, yeah, a cigarette. So, I mean, I I think that one, I think I looked it up, and it, it really does. You can't really tell. You can't really tell what it is, just like the, the circus picture. Yeah. Like you can't prove or disprove it it's just there yeah you know like it's like it's impossible for you to really tell what's in his hand yeah and that one just based on, like i'm looking at it again it really does look like he could be rolling a blunt or a cigarette or something like it 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 is a similar stance to what we do these days, but it almost looks like he's craning his neck too much to look at it. That's why I almost feel like it's more like he was getting ready to lick the outside of the paper to roll it up. <laughs> you know, like I, I think it's a little different, but and it's still amazing. Again, get out there look at your pictures, find us some weird shit. Um, <laughs> and send them in, please. Yeah. <laughs> Um, the next one is Montauk Project. It's another government one. I'm not going to go into detail on this shit. It's just basically um, some more government experiment stuff. Exotic research, including time travel. Um, stories have been circulating to, since the early 80s. Um, basically, the original account was Preston Nichols who claimed to have recovered repressed memories of his involvement and claims that he is per periodically abducted to continue his participation against his will. Um, basically it's just it's it includes um, time travel, teleportation, mind control, contact with alien life and staging faked Apollo moon landings. <laughs> So basically, stuff that's similar to Philadelphia Experiment, they claim these, these culminated in a hole ripped in space-time in 1983. <sighs> Which I don't even remember us talking about that part. Did I skip that sentence last time? I don't even know. Did somebody time travel and put that sentence in there. Oh, shit. Anyway, oh, anyway shit. I, don't, I seriously don't remember that sentence. Basically, it's an amazing story whether you consider it true or not, but it has been by some people characterized as fiction. So, hmm. <clears throat> yeah, I don't just anything that has to do with the government, a lot of times it's going to be easily just like, oh, that's a conspiracy. Oh, that's a nut job. Like, it's going to get ignored. But, you know, really, it, as many as of them as, as there are out there, like, at least one of them has to be true, right? <laughs> I kind of feel I'm dismissive of government experiences, not because I don't think, because I think, oh, that's crazy or not true. I just dismiss them because I feel like they're going on so much behind the scenes and people don't know about it that there's not much point in talking about it. 
Right. Like that's kind of how I feel about it. Like I honestly feel that way. Yeah. It's going to keep keeping on no matter what we do and whether we believe it or not. And really, I feel like any kind of government information that gets out there, I think a lot of the people that whistleblow or whatever often like uh, kind of made to seem really crazy. And that's probably on purpose. <laughs> the government's doing it, they're making them seem crazy so they're not credible. But I mean, really, it's like they either make them not credible or the people mysteriously die. So like, how do we ever know it's real <laughs> yeah it's like the people that get really into that talk about it all the time and stuff yeah like people every just, episode of coast to coast now is all government conspiracy I, I used to love it when it was you know different subjects or or just whole episodes Best about ghost stories. Ghosts, yeah, body snatchers, I love, love this show, but now that it's more about this kind of stuff, it just bores me. Yeah. Because it's mostly the same stuff over and over again, which doesn't make it any less true. It just, to me, it's boring. Yeah. Because there's so much of it. There's so much information out there about different experiments, more than the ones I've listed. Yeah. Um, I just kind of listed the most popular stuff yeah so I, I just felt like it's it's overdone it's over talked about yeah. whether you believe it or not and i don't want to come off as crazy talking about it all the time so i just leave it alone yeah. i just leave it alone yeah so this next one was like my one of my favorites too even though it's 100 <laughs> percent disproven but uh hakan Nordfist, i'm pretty sure i fucked that up last time too um, yeah. A video uploaded in 2006 shows a Swedish man named Hakan Norkvist claiming that he had been accidentally transported to 2046 when attempting to fix the sink in his kitchen. There in the future, he immediately met someone who revealed and proved to be himself about 70 years old and with whom he had had a great time. He filmed the short footage of the two smiling and hugging each other and showing the tattoo they had on their right arms. The story turned out to be a marketing campaign promoting the pension plans of the insurance company AMF. Like, damn, that's a, like... I know it's a like pat a, on the back for that madman that came up with that. Like, dang, like I love it. I probably would have been like, how do I get a pension plan in that? <laughs> you know, like yeah. it's brilliant. Like, I, and I wonder how they cast that and you know did the tattoos and all that. Like, it, it's so cool. <laughs> like, I wish it was real. But really, yeah. out of all things, like that one. You know, when I was first reading that last time, I didn't know how how that paragraph ended. But the fact that he was just attempting to fix his, his kitchen sink, I'm like, I believe it. <laughs> yeah. We were both that same way because. I, like I was just like when I first read it I was just like this has got to be true it's so fucking it's one of those so it's, weird it has oh to my be God. true I bet there was a jug underneath his kitchen sink there probably was <laughs> always jugs it's all about the jugs yeah anyway the next one I forget what this one is oh wait yes I do this one was cool too it's just that that the one before it kind of surpasses it a little bit in interest yeah Paul, um, I mean, this guy's got a cool name. Paul yeah. Amadeus Dinoc. Yeah. In 1921, a Swiss-Austrian teacher fell into a coma for a year. When he woke up, he began writing a diary that he kept secret until he contacted one of his students, Georgios Papaschatsis. I don't know. Okay with it. To translate it and keep it secret. In his writings, he claims to have wakened in the body of a man, Andrew Northman, in the year 3906 A.D., 
According to the author, when awakened in the future, people realized that it was not Northman and told him the events during the future period. Like, whoa. I mean, it's, yeah, I mean it'd be so cool. But I mean, like, <clears throat> you know, I've never met anybody that's been in a coma, right? But like, I, I'd i have to imagine that's some whacked out shit. So whether it really happened or not, I mean, I, I'm going to choose to believe it, right? Because it's cool. Um, but I, I mean, guess and it, I guess it's cool because he kept it a secret yeah it reminds me there's like an episode of a like disney show back in the day called what was it so weird and there was a girl in a coma that was like communicating with this girl what over the internet do you remember that like it had it had like oh what was the mamas and the papas like daughter that was super extra like michelle phillips or one of those it was one of those phillips um or Wilson's, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, no, yeah. But like the idea you're hooked up to machines and stuff, what's what's to say you couldn't travel through technology? We don't know. We don't know the limitations. And, and there's weird things about, you know, different people that have been in comas or near death or whatever that have had those near death experiences that they can't quite explain or yeah. other experiences that they can't quite explain while they were under and they were and some that were like fully conscious but just kind of trapped inside their body yeah so there's all kinds of weird things that go on in those situations that we don't quite understand yeah no i, I think that one's cool and do, while you were talking about that my cat got up under me and I didn't know she was there and she scared the bejesus out, out of me because her fur rubbed up against my leg. And I was like, what the hell is that? No. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, it's a time traveler under my table. Yeah. Anyway. It's a time traveling jug. It is. It's right. a furry jug though. <laughs> All right. So uh, this next one. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right. So the next one is die Glock. <laughs> The bell, which I, I think German is Glock means the bell. That, yes. that would be good to tell. It's a purported top secret Nazi scientific technological device, secret weapon, or wonder wolf. You're my wonder wolf. Wow. Um, first described by Polish journalist and author Igor Witkowski in Prada O Wonder Wolf. <laughs> Wonder, Wunderwolf? I don't know. It was yeah. later popularized by military journalist and author Nick Cook, who associated it with Nazi occultism, anti-gravity, and free energy research. Mainstream reviewers have criticized claims about Dyglock as being pseudoscientific, recycled rumors, and a hoax. Dyglock and other alleged Nazi miracle we weapons <laughs> have been dramatized in video games, television shows, and novels. So I think this one oh, could be real. Mr. Oh. <laughs> Anyway, I blame Hitler. I mean, yeah, I do too. Yeah, like, I do believe he could have had some kind of secret weapon. Whether it works or not, that's a different story. But Hitler was known to collect like old artifacts, like the Holy Grail and things like that. Like he yeah. supposedly, supposedly had a vault somewhere full of old artifacts and things that supposedly had power. Yeah. So, the fact that he could have had some type of secret weapon, I think it's definitely possible. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think so, too. I, I think it's one of those situations, too, where, like, I think we talked about this last time, but, like, Nikola Tesla supposedly, like, drafted up, like, a laser gun, like, the 
the instructions on how to create it and nobody's quite figured it out yet. Just to say somebody hasn't created something and just hasn't quite put it all the way together right or, you know, tweak it here and there and it's ready. Like, eh, even if it doesn't necessarily work or whatever, I'm sure Hitler like, that thing looks cool and it sounds scientific and occult. Let's keep it, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. You know, um, well, maybe he's Maybe he thought he would live long enough to complete, <laughs> complete it or so yeah. or have someone complete it. And then that didn't happen. Yeah. Um. <laughs> or maybe he did. And that's why he's like, Ooh, yeah. She gets real fucked up. Let me end Speaking it now. Of which, everybody should go watch Jojo rabbit. Cause it's hilarious. Yeah. It's not based on, is not based on any kind of fact. They have Hitler say, like the Hitler character saying some really crazy shit. It's hilarious though. I, yeah, it's on my list. I haven't watched it yet. I, I instead restarted Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Jesus, how okay. many times? <laughs> I, I've watched it. Okay, so collectively I've watched the whole series twice. Uh, the first time I watched it all together and then watched A Year in the Life, of course. And then I started watching it again with Jacob and Justin and we got like to season four and then like season four is where I really start liking things that happen. Um, and so I got tired of waiting on them to pick it back up and I continued it while waiting on them and finished it again and then watched a year in the life. And I've watched a year in the life several times now, but, um, yeah, so I restarted it again and I'm almost done with season one. I also like binge watched gossip girl, which is total trash, but I loved it. Um, I've watched that yeah. since coronavirus hit, but yeah, I know just, just, um, I actually watched a movie last night. That's like really, <laughs> it was really crap <laughs> country strong or whatever with like Gwyneth Paltrow. Yeah. It has, it has like my favorite character from gossip girl in it. Um, that plays like the up and coming country girl or whatever. So like, yeah. that's the kind of trash I've been watching. It's like, uh, let me spend my valuable, all this extra time I have watching crap. Yeah. I wa I've been watching like Little Fires Everywhere with Reese Witherspoon and that other one with Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Big Little Liars, I think. Is that yeah. what it's called? Yeah. It's a little, both big of, have, both little. of those Reese Witherspoon plays a total bitch. So yeah. I'm just like, well, they've typecast her now. She can never play anything else. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Back back to the task at hand. <laughs> yeah, we got off on that, but um Iranian time machine. In April twenty thirteen, the Iranian news agency FARS carried a story claiming a twenty seven year old Iranian scientist had invented a time machine that allowed people to see in the future. A few days later the story was removed and replaced with a story quoting an Iranian gov government official that no such device had been registered. And I wrote in parentheses just because I found this interesting that the, the, the news story disappeared and everything. And I said, is this why we're messing around with Iran? Because, you know, the president bombed their embassy or whatever recently. And I just thought that was really interesting. Is it because our people are trying to get a hold of their technology? Yeah. And that's where like, oh, shit, cover that up. Don't talk about it. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. I, I, anytime like news articles are replaced, it, it's definitely interesting to me. But sometimes I wonder, is that like a marketing ploy too? kind of like that awesome kitchen sink fixing situation? Like they're like, oh, let's put out a really crack ass story and then take it back and then get people real fired up. Like, <laughs> like it, it, it would be, a, it's, I mean, it's a great idea. Like, why not bring out the conspiracy theory and the questions? Because, you know, 
we get crazy out here, obviously. But um, I think that, I mean, obviously that's been like seven years now. So surely we would have heard something by now. <laughs> Maybe. Probably not. Yeah. All right. You get the last big one. All right. <clears throat> Noah. A man who claims he is from the year 2030 and has revealed a number number of predictions for the future has undergone undergone a lie detector test and passed. The self-declared time traveler who goes by the name of Noah claims he has risked his life to tell those living in the present what the future has in store and insists he has to remain anonymous. Among his predictions are that Trump will be reelected, that phones are Not going to be... No, that phones are going to be bigger in the year 2030 and that they are starting to introduce robots that can run a home. He also says in 2030, the president is what sounds like through the muffled dialogue, Alana Remicki, who just does not seem to come up in any searches. We also apparently use Bitcoin a lot more, but money, including pennies, are still in use. He says global warming is more of a problem and that it's hotter in North, Northern America, but colder in Europe. We also apparently go to Mars in 2028, and the same year time travel is made public, even though it apparently already exists. Electric cars can travel as fast as diesel and petrol cars, and some diseases have been cured, he says, including some forms of cancer. So I'm going to... I'm other than the like Trump re-election, I'm going to hope he's right. Like, I mean, well, you know what? I've just I've had an idea. I'm going to change my name to Ilana Remicki. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there's and probably the several Remicki. people that have at this point. Um, no, I mean, you know, I think we talked about this before. I mean, just because he passed a lie detector test doesn't mean anything. He could be a, you know, he could really believe himself. Unfortunately. People like our father out there believe himself, so why can't some other dude? Um, oh God, yes. You know, um, but I, I, I think I've seen this one come up a good bit, and I want to say, like, his face is blurred out in videos and things like that. Like, I mean, he's doing a good bang-up job versus the the people on the internet, entertainment well, lawyer guy. Because the stuff he says actually kind of makes sense, so it's yeah. kind of like, what? wait a minute, maybe? Yeah. But, but it's some of the stuff is so simple that it's easy to believe so yeah, maybe he yeah. just is, is feeding us stuff that is easily believable yeah i mean uh, why not i mean it, it just you know if you predict simple enough stuff a lot of it's bound to happen and what that was like nostradamus too predicted yeah. a bunch of things but it was kind of generalized so it, you know you're bound to be right every once in a while let's hope he's right about the cancer part <laughs> yeah and the robots. <laughs> yes. And no. Robots, again, is kind of like with time travel. I really want time travel to be real. But at the same time, I know I would fuck shit up. And I would want to travel in time to, like, see uh, Live Aid and shit like that. But I'm like, I know I'd fuck it up. I know I'd be like, I know where David Bowie's going to be right now. So I'm going to go find him. <laughs> you know, like, I, I, I would do some really stupid shit. Like, where's Depeche Mode? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I couldn't be trusted with a time travel machine. Like, I just, I just couldn't. So, I mean, it's, it's one of those situations that as much as I want it to be real, it, it really shouldn't be. I don't, it, it don't need to be. Robots, almost every, everything we've ever written about robots, they become. Uh, self-aware. Yeah, yeah self-aware <laughs> and take over. So, I mean. We're usually right, <laughs> you know, like, you know, unfortunately, but I mean, if, if we can find a way around it, great. If we, if we, I just, the fear of time travel and robots, you know, that's, that's um, the stuff of nightmares for me anyway. <laughs> yeah. 
I think I, we had talked about it last time, but I completely forgot this time. The I was writing a short story. I have not finished it. This is one that I was working on years ago. About I, I was writing a time travel story about Elvis, where this girl's in the future, and there's basically time travel as, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. But you have to sign contracts and stuff saying that you're not going to interfere or do this, that, or the other. There's rules to it. But she time travels to go see Elvis before he was famous because she just wants to meet him. And so she goes to an early show in Mississippi because it was me writing it. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I, I think I even did some research. He had played with several other people like Johnny Cash and stuff in Amory, Mississippi. So I based it there. Um, and uh, basically she meets him after the show. And they have a one-night stand, which she doesn't see as a big deal. It is breaking the rules, but she doesn't see it as a big deal. And she goes back to her own time and ends up being pregnant. And um, as a result of what she had done, Elvis was obsessed with her because she disappeared into the night after they had sex. And he became obsessed with finding this woman and, you know, just it ruined his life and his career. He never ended up with um, Priscilla. He, you know, ditched a his world career. without Elvis. Yeah. And he basically ditches everything to try to find this woman he's obsessed with. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of shit I think that would happen. I mean, hell, I've actually had dreams where Elvis was your dad and not mine and that he was actually still alive out there. Um, yeah. like, I, well, I've also dreamt that Robert Plant of Led Zeppelin was my dad. Like, my mom got around, apparently, in my dreams. Well, she did in real life, too, but, you know, we won't talk about that no, right no, now. You just reminded me that we need to do an Elvis is Alive episode. Yeah. <laughs> is Elvis alive? I like, I choose to believe True Blood or, uh, the Suki Stackhouse novels that he was turned into a vampire named Bubba. Yeah. That's, that's what I'm going to go with. Cause I like that story better <laughs> than him just being dead. Um, and I also, yeah, sometime in the future we need to get together and do some research on Waco. Cause I know that's, Oh my God. Yeah. I know that's your like favorite true crime thing. <clears throat> so we got to talk about that. At some well, point. you know, at this point, like the idea of cults and um, that mentality, I- I've just like our, we call our house Jonestown and that's so fucked up. <laughs> really there were so many people killed during that but because we're like our last name is jones and we have you know the little brother living with us and friends over a lot we we've gotten to where our house um gets called jonestown so um we'll just add that into the mix with waco maybe we can talk about jonestown massacres (laughs) and waco together yeah such a cheery episode yeah oh and i wanted to add on to the other stories that I had some other stories that I tried to research and I brought this up last time. I know. And you're like, blah, blah, blah. Um, and everybody else is like, we didn't get to hear that. Shut the fuck up. But we're yeah. really sad about it. Yeah. <laughs> um, the three hour episode. Yeah. I talked <laughs> about fringe, like every other story. So I tried to hold it back this time. A little, A little. <laughs> anyway, yeah. but there was a weather balloon story that I had read somewhere. A long time ago that I'd heard about a long time ago about a weather balloon that was sent into a polar vortex just to test 
test it and it had a bunch of test gear on it and they sent it through and when they pulled it back the instruments had registered a different year and time and everything and i believe it was the 40s or something <laughs> so the fact that it that this weather balloon traveled to the 40s is just trippy as hell and i but when i did the research for this i could not find it anywhere yeah. i searched google up and down and the only thing remotely close i found was a basically fiction story that was similar but not quite the same so i don't know how i don't know where i got this story from honestly in the first place yeah. i feel like it sounds familiar to me too but obviously i've been around you my whole life so i could have heard you talk about it before yeah probably um and i so also this and the other the next story that i'm about to mention make me feel like it's some kind of weird mandela effect thing like this did this story happen in an alternate universe and that i slipped there at some point and i know yeah. and that's how i know the story or i'm from that universe i don't know it's just it's it's trippy to me that i can't find any mention of this anywhere even though i've, I've known this story for years yeah and the other one was like there was a story that this one ha my ex had definitely told me at some point, but he had supposedly read it somewhere. Um, it's about like a western town, like I think it was in Colorado, up in the Rockies somewhere. This guy, his gets stuck in a blizzard, in his you know I guess he his car gets stuck, or it breaks down or whatever. And he gets out and walks into this nearby town. But when the second he walks into this town, it it becomes apparent that it's not of this world or this time. It is like a true Western town. Like he walks into the saloon, you know, and it's old West people. And, yeah. you know, everything's, everything's just not from this time. And eventually, he leave, I don't remember all the details of what happened while he was in there, if he talked to anybody or if they were even aware of him. But um, I do remember that he said years later he went back up there into the mountains to try and find this place, and it did not exist. Yeah. So it's another, like, time slip, I guess, story. Yeah. But, but yet again, I, I researched it. I could not find it. I tried every keyword I could possibly think of and could not find it. Yeah, it's a time slip. And now we get into the real discussion, our favorite time travel related pop culture. <laughs> yeah. Uh, my favorite time travel movie is Somewhere in Time. We had mentioned it you earlier bitch. in the episode. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, I know. That, one, that one's always been one of my favorites, too. And I think the idea that he kind of hypnotizes himself and surrounds himself in a time period to travel there kind of goes along with the energy thought or the palace of Versailles. And I, I, I've always really liked that. I mean, granted, if you read the book, um, it's written by Richard Matheson and the book obviously makes you feel like it's less real than the movie does. The movie kind of plays more into emotion, but in the book, it, it, there's some scientific explanation that you're pretty sure the shit never happened. And that makes me really sad to think about. <laughs> oh, but, God. Yeah, so, um, but no, I love the movie. Of course, it's Christopher Reeves, and I forget her real name, but she's Dr. Quinn Medicine Woman. <laughs> That's all I remember. Um, Jane, Jane uh, 
Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. Jane Seymour. Yeah. yeah it, it's awesome. So my favorite shit, I don't, I can't even, t- it's hard to narrow down my favorite anything time travel. That's, I blanked out the first time we were recorded. So I actually wrote down a few this time. So Donnie Darko's way up there. Um, oh yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that completely. Um, Hot tub time machine is so fucking stupid, but I love that movie so much. <laughs> I, I, I thought of another one too, Bill and Ted. Cause that's like yeah. an early, that's an early one. One of the earliest instances of time travel that you know i had seen and yeah because i think i actually saw that before i saw somewhere in time or back to the future of course is a classic um but really um so i love the lake house which is really stupid (laughs) it's like a time traveling male um but I love that movie. And then About Time is probably my favorite. Oh, that's um, a good one, too. That is. If it's one. not somewhere in time, About Time is probably one of my favorites. The acting in that movie is just fucking phenomenal. And, and, it's, and it shows a little more of the butterfly effect situation of time butterfly travel. Butterfly effect. That's one we forgot. Yeah. That one, that one I didn't love as much. It was good when I watched it. But it was one of those, like, it didn't age well to me. Yeah, it's one of those... I enjoyed it at that time, but I'll probably never watch it again. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But yeah I was going to go back to somewhere in time just because I, the thing I like about it is because the, there is no time machine or anything. It just simplifies it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's my favorite part about that. One. Well, I mean about time, that's probably why there are two favorites. There's less scientific garbledy gook that makes it just for some reason, the simple, Simplicity of somewhere in time and about time, like I don't know, I it's more enjoyable to me. I figured you, <laughs> I figured you would include Tom Traveler's Wife. I actually haven't watched that or read the book yet, and I I what? really I don't like Eric Bana's face, and I think that's why I've put off watching it <laughs> at this point. Just read the book, though. I have read the book. It's pretty yeah. good. I have the book, and it's one of those that's like, you know, in a little stack of things I'm going to read, and instead I just it's, go back to, I go back and forth between Stephen King books. It's not my instead. favorite. It's not my favorite, but it's it's still a good read. It's a quick read, too. Yeah. I thought it was a quick read. I don't know about anybody else, but. Yeah. And so TV shows, I know you're going to say French. <laughs> yes, yes. I actually made myself a little list on this one too. So Fringe obviously is number one. There's a little less time travel in that. Uh, I mean, obviously the September and the other like fedora wearing dudes like they time travel, but for the most part, it's alternate reality and fringe science. But I, I put it in there because of the fringe science aspect of it. it. It's 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 beautiful. Of course, I've talked about Future Man in this episode too. Uh, Future oh, Man is fucking delightful. You're, yeah, you're the one that was like, go watch this right now. Yeah, we love it. Season Thanks. three comes out in like four fucking days. I'm so pumped. It's oh the final. I didn't know. Yeah, it's the final season, which is a bummer. But like, I, I that show is so. It's a little bit raunchy and it's really ridiculous, but I fucking love it. It's it's so good. Um, another one that um, that show Flash Forward only had like one season oh, yeah. and was canceled. Oh, that one was really good. Um, Lost has some time travel aspect in there. And again, that one has a bunch of weird science in it, which is why. I mean, that's one of my favorite shows ever. Uh, screw yeah. everybody that doesn't like the ending. Um, and then I actually wrote what down OA because it has a, a sprinkling of like some time travel and things like that in it. I recommend I anybody. 
watch the second season so no spoilers oh my god <laughs> it gets even better like i the first season was amazing as it was in the second season you're like what <laughs> did leftovers have any time traveling i can't remember there were there was so much weirdness with that show too um i no i don't but that show is fucking weird like i it's so good i finally finished it i had fin i had watched all but the last season and then like took a year or so to finish it but it was a really good show that's another one of those with some weird not science exactly in that one but it's, it's, it's got some weirdness. Yeah. Um, and then, of course, I, there, I, a show I have not watched yet, but I really want to, is that Outlander show. I've heard it's really good, but I have no I idea what goes like on. The first, I watched, like, the first one or two episodes, and we were just kind of like, eh. Yeah. I think some Sahara and some others have told me, like, oh, you got to just keep watching it, and you'll get into it. But yeah. I'm just kind of like, meh. I don't really care about it. Yeah. But, um, and then I saved the, the big one for you. Doctor Who, that's my favorite TV time travel. I got into it um, the beginning of the new series. Like, I just, my ex talked about Doctor Who constantly because he had watched some of the old ones on PBS. And I was just, he tried to make me watch, like, uh, Doctor Who and the Daleks, I think it was, was like a TV movie or something. Yeah. And it, and it was goddamn terrible. Okay. Like, seriously, it was terrible. And I was just completely reluctant to give Doctor Who a chance after that. Yeah. Um, but then one day, I just happened to be, there was nothing on. I was channel surfing, and they ha had the new episodes on um, Sci-Fi Channel. Yeah. And it was the Girl in the Fireplace episode, which is funny, considering the Marie Antoinette story in this is very yeah. similar. Um, um Basically, I just saw these clockwork robot guys with the yeah. wigs and everything in that episode, and I was like, "What? In the fuck is I was like, what in the fuck is this?" Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I and you know, I'm I'm a bigger Eccleston person than than any of the other doctors. I mean, okay, obviously, I love David Tennant, um, and I, I love watching him, but. I got dragged in by the Are You My Mummy episode. <laughs> the Doctor yeah. Dances. Um, oh, what was and the I, shit? I don't, the Empty Child and the Doctor Dances. It's a two-parter. Yeah. But yeah, I know the time travel in that, especially them like going to see Van Gogh. There's like endless possibilities with Doctor Who because it's, it's time and, and space. <laughs> the funny thing to me, like I wanted my husband James to get into Doctor Who because honestly it's a deal breaker for me. Like if somebody's yeah. like not into Doctor Who, they gotta go. So yeah. when we were so when we were dating, I purposefully picked an episode that I knew would grab his attention. I made him watch um Dinosaurs on a spaceship. <laughs> I thought you were gonna say the farting alien babies. No, he hated those episodes. Oh, but that's funny. Them. Justin hates those too. He's like, this is fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. And of course, that's towards the beginning of Eccleston. So it took me a long time to really get him into it. But of course, anytime I show people the Empty Child Doctor Dances, Are You My Mummy episodes, that's how I hook them. Like every time. Yeah. And of course, but the episode knew, with like Toxic by Britney Spears. Yeah, yeah. But I knew that that one would grab his attention because he loves dinosaurs and he loves sci-fi. So yeah. dinosaurs on a spaceship. Yeah. I was like, this is going to grab his attention. And then I'll go back and make him start from the beginning at Eccleston and the farting aliens and all that bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, 
I like, but I knew that if I showed him that first, he would stick through it to watch the rest. And he yeah. did. Yeah. It totally worked because it's dinosaurs on a spaceship. Um, so books. Oh, for me, probably 112263 by Stephen King. I'm a Stephen King nerd and that one's time travel by Stephen King. So, and I have watched the series on that too. Um, that's just probably my favorite. Yeah. So mine is P the Pathfinder series by Orson Scott Card. That one has some some space and time going on. Uh, there's but there's also like superhuman powers that are time travel related, like someone that can speed time up, someone that can walk, like can live really slowly through time, like where they can slow everything down. Um, it, it just people that can jump through like there's there's so many different layers of time travel and like terraforming and all kinds of other stuff that goes on in that that um that book series like i actually my favorites are named after two characters in it they're named umbo and poke and there's you know orson scott card is just one of my favorite sci-fi writers in general like oh, yeah. Ender, ender's game and the ender series ender's shadow series uh those are my favorite books ever speaking for the dead is actually my favorite book ever but um we have another dog named Petra named after Orson Scott card book. So it's like, Hmm, should I read a Stephen King book today? Or should I read an Orson Scott card book today? Um, so I actually wrote down dark tower this time too, because man, yeah, the yeah. shit that goes on in that one, there's a lot of time travel and alternate ra realities. And then there's even like towards the ends of the books, they, they go through that like subway area where you can like jump to different times. There's like Dory's like, ah, oh, the Lincoln assassination and ah, oh, the Kennedy assassination. <laughs> like, let me just travel God, to cool points in time. Um, I kind of forgot that because it's been a long time since I read those, but the dark tower series is probably my favorite. I consider that my favorite book, even though it's yeah. a series, series. Yeah. I, but I called the dark tower series, my favorite book. Because yeah. It just is. It's a whole, it's hard to equate. It's almost a whole cult to itself because anybody that has read it, yeah, just just knows the fact that Stephen King wrote himself into it. I think that's kind of why I feel like it's a well. I mean, there is time time travel in it because obviously they go through different times and they're trying to catch up to different years that things are going to happen with the number nineteen in it and shit like that. But the fact that Stephen King wrote himself into it, wrote about how he writes about this stuff, like. It just makes you wonder, like, is Stephen King writing the just, truth? <laughs> like, is, is he? Is he just a vehicle for the universe? <laughs> yeah. The turtle calls to him. Um, and now we're, now we're in the stand. Anyway. Yeah. No, exactly. I was about to say, like, and now he's predicted Captain Trips on us. Um, yeah. Whew. Just, I'm always caught every time I'm sick. I'm like, it's Captain Trips because yeah, I, I've always said that, and then now we're like, oh shit, <laughs> it's real. Yeah. But um, now I just then, yeah, anything time travel, it's good stuff. Yeah, and um, I was gonna shit. I forgot what I was gonna say. It was something Stephen King and Stan related. I'm sure. Mm -hmm. I just love how interconnected it is, and I just also. I just wanted to point out that it's COVID-19. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. No. <laughs> just saying, Sabrina. Yeah. <laughs> I, just jumped out of my, I just jumped out of my seat to say that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm like, just, dang, here you go. Yeah. But anybody who's read the Dark Tower series, the number 19 pops up everywhere. 
Yeah. It's it's like a recurring number that they see everywhere. Yeah. All so. the important dates and time. I mean, it would have been, it would made it. Well, I mean, I guess I'm assuming COVID-19, is it like a, a 19th strain or is it because it like was first found in 2019? I don't know. Hmm. I'm not sure. I should really know that, but I don't. I feel like it was only really found at the beginning of Jan- like in January around Chinese New Year's, but um, I'm not a scientist, obviously, by all the blibbering and blabbering I've done in this episode. But but time travel gets me so excited that I cannot find my words. And now I can't release this episode because I just realized it, this is going to be episode 18. So now I'm going to have to put out a different episode in front of it. Do just it. Just so this can be episode 19. Do it. Go get my kid <laughs> to record real quick. We got to do some research. I have one ready that I have the research done. We'll probably cut this part out. Um, yeah. <laughs> I have one about Ilse Koch, the chick that's my doppelganger or whatever, yeah. the, Nazi, the Nazi war criminal. Yeah. But it's it's not that it's not that great. I just basically copied and pasted the Wikipedia yeah. stuff. And, because everybody's like, why don't you do that? Because she really does look like you. Yeah. It's true. She does. It's really creepy. Yeah, I've seen the picture. Yeah, it's a little creepy. But so I have that one already kind of ready. It's a, like a really short one, but I didn't know who would want to do that one because it's not that interesting to yeah. me. I mean, there's some parts of it's that interesting, like her making lamps out of skin and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, interesting. That's, that's who that's who inspired Ed Gain. Hmm. So, aka the dude from Silence of the Lambs. Yeah. <laughs> anyway so i guess we need to end this episode and shut up did we think of anything we forgot from the list of pop culture stuff i'm i'm sure we did there's so much there's so much but i've got D &D to play for the next three days so i'm gonna time travel my way into that shit okay well everybody go to our um show notes if you need any of our links or whatever our shout outs this week are dear murder street and independent thought those are both uh good podcasts to check out and to bonna oh yeah and hi bonna i love you and and then we're gonna end this in the proper way because i just brought this up goodbye horses (laughs) (laughs) okay anyway Anyway, later. Bye. Do you like it deeper, harder, wetter? I do. And full of sexy, racy language? I do. Pelvic Sorcery is two Southern redheads discussing their own personal experiences in the bedroom (laughs) and all the terrible advice they can possibly give on the subject of sex and relationships. Listener discretion is advised. It is.